Hello, everyone, and welcome to Impact Job Talk, episode number four. And uh, I'm here with uh, Impact's Vice President, Matt Peel. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing well today. How about you? I am doing great, ready for the weekend. It's Friday, so if you're listening on a different date, we're recording this on a Friday, and we are ready for the weekend. But we want to... Yes, we are. Yes. Uh, but before we head out for the weekend, we want to uh, talk to you a little bit about mistakes to avoid when choosing a staffing agency. So there, there are a lot of staffing companies out there, and uh, it's uh, maybe not always easy to figure out which one's the right fit for your company. So we'd like to talk to you a little bit about that. So, uh, Matt, when... Um, when uh, you're working with a staffing agency from a, a company point of view, uh, what are some of the greatest benefits as opposed to just going at it by yourself? I think the biggest benefit to the clients that we work with uh, is they know we understand what types of people will succeed in their organization and what types of people will fail. There's a huge advantage uh, as well. They let us know proactively what could be coming as far as needs, whether you know, a project or an uptick in business so we can proactively start searching for these talents and hopefully find them before, you know, uh, it's a 911 situation and they need somebody in there. Uh, so partnering with your staffing agency, you know, proactively about what uh, what needs are coming coming up will give them more time and, and uh, resources allocated to, to digging in and find the right people for you. Yep. And uh, when it comes to the finding the candidates, what types of candidates might a staffing company find that a company on their own might not find? What, what's something different that a staffing company would do to find candidates that would be maybe helpful? Okay. The, the, I guess the, the other big advantage, I, I think, from my seat is we're talking to people every single day. You know, our client company may manufacture you know, hubcaps, and that's what they do every day. They're not worried about posting a job, interviewing people, they're worried about their building materials so they can make, make these hubcaps. Uh, for us, our job every day is to meet people uh, for current openings we're searching on, but also, and most importantly, is talking to candidates to find out really what's important to them and discover what that ideal opportunity is that, that uh, they're looking for as they've laid it out for us, and then they go back to work. We act as their eyes and ears. So. These proactive conversations happen with our clients. Um, we're typically aware of a couple of really, really good people that aren't looking at the job boards, don't have their hat actively hung out saying, I'm here. They're gainfully employed and have said, if this type of role surfaces, let me know about it. So that's the benefit, I think, on both sides, really, is finding people in a very efficient way that align that they wouldn't normally be able to, to find or identify on their own. Yep. And so to be able to do that, it's you know important, of course, that as a staffing company, we know everything about what they do and what their business is like. Um, so what are some of the, uh, as a, from a company point of view, what are some things you should be looking for with your staffing agency to know that they are really trying to get to know you and understand you and, uh, and know your business so that they can serve you the best way possible? I, I don't know how anyone can serve you without knowing you, and knowing you means coming to your facility, getting the tour, meeting some people, getting a sense of the culture. Uh, because a one-dimensional resume, you know, you may post a position for a cost account and you'll get 20 resumes coming in, but uh, that resume is a one-dimensional. It doesn't tell about the personality and what they're looking to do. 
So in a perfect world, that staffing firm should know the right types of personalities. They should be engaging you uh, to meet your teams, uh, to, to see your operation and get a sense of what types of people succeed and conversely fail so that they can proactively search for those right technical, functional, and, and people communication skills that, that succeed in your group. And if you are exploring maybe a few different staffing companies, you're trying to figure out who you're going to work with and you're trying to establish some of those relationships, what are some red flags to look out for that might give away that this is probably not going to be a good avenue for us to go down with, with this particular staffing company? Yeah, you certainly want to partner with a group that has you know deep experience in that particular silo you're recruiting, whether it be human resources, marketing, IT, engineering, accounting, finance, or or light industrial, make sure that recruiting firm has has solid depth from a candidate standpoint, whether it be years of experience, size of database, whatever it might be. So you're not, you know, hooking your, your search wagon to somebody that has never searched for this type of skill set or very few of these type of skill sets in the past. Okay. And uh, are there any other specific questions that you should be asking as a company when you're maybe having that initial few couple conversations to make sure that you're really getting all the important information right off the bat? Right. And each company is going to have different requirements that are specific to them. But generally speaking, I would want to know, if I'm that hiring client, I would want to know your, your depth of experience in a specific field that I'm recruiting on, what your geographic footprint is in that particular location that I'm trying to recruit for um, and overall years in the business um, staffing industry is is pretty dynamic and fluid um, at the core you'll find a lot of entry-level uh, human resource graduates you know grinding it out within a staffing company to make you know 150 phone calls but not really have a sense of direction and really what they're trying to do or what type of network they're trying to build so those are some of the pitfalls to stay away from. Is it a younger group that isn't established or is the person you're dealing with younger in their career where they may not have the, the network of resources that you're looking for? Um, maybe there's there's enough horsepower behind them where they will, but those are some things I'd want to dig in. Is their industry experience, what's the value add and network of the person that I'm, I'm working with to find me the right person? And at some point, uh, I'm sure salaries will come up. We'll start talking about what kind of salaries are we looking at, uh, and if you have uh, if you have any suggestions as far as how to have that conversation, and uh, are there any red flags to look out for discussing salaries with with your staffing company? I mean, you're the hiring client, right? Mm -hmm. So you're the one in charge. You're our customer. You're the one dictating how this this will go. So you should come forward with what your salary range is for this particular role. Uh, but you also should say if somebody falls a little bit outside of it, three to five percent on the high end, then you still want to know about them. Mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately, it's your internal equity that you need to to be cognizant of and manage to. So you tell them, not them telling you, of what you'll pay. Now, if your compensation structure is so so soft compared to market conditions, you should expect that recruiter to say, "This is typically what we see." for this type of role and uh, then the decision needs to be made whether you're either going to increase and, and have some flexibility or say 
you were the wrong firm then. Do you, do you think it happens that staffing companies might sort of, especially if they're a little bit newer or kind of struggling for business, that they will promise lower salaries? Like, yeah, we can get you those lower salaries. Do you think that happens or maybe not? I, and you'd like to think it doesn't happen, <laughs> but it wouldn't surprise me in this world if, if it does. But at the end of the day, the candidate is the one that has to accept it. And, yep. and if I'm speaking on a candidate's behalf and I have committed them to a lower dollar than they'll actually accept, then I've wasted everybody's time in the process. So I think it's a terrible business strategy, but I'm not foolish enough to say it doesn't happen. Yeah. That said, every candidate fills out an application and says, here's what I make today, here's what I'm looking to do. Most of our client organizations are looking for you know, income verification anyway through a paycheck or, mm-hmm. or uh, a W-2 just to make sure they're not being responsible for a 20% upgrade in somebody's position when they don't need to. Right. So if you have a, a staffing company that's maybe making any kind of promises like related to salary or something else that maybe seem a little bit off, I would say that might be a red flag then to just kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, be, be a red flag. But again, you're the client organization. You're the yep. one that has your internal salary equity and structures in place. So be true to that. Make sure make sure the new hire is fitting in within your, your current compensation structure because ultimately if you hire the wrong person and overpay them and introduce them into your organization, the, the residual problems can be greater than that. And uh, companies do not always have hiring needs, obviously, uh, but they may still want to stay in touch with their staffing company. So can you maybe talk a little bit about, from your point of view, uh, what's the, the benefit of staying in touch with a, an organization, even if they're not hiring at the moment, maybe not planning to hire, or maybe they do know they're going to hire, but not for another six months. So what, what are some reasons to not ignore that staffing company when they're trying to maybe stay in touch with you over that period of time? Well, that's a tough one, too, because, again, um, we're in the staffing world out of sight, out of mind, I'll call you, you don't call me, I'll let you know when I need help, is the traditional model. Um, The most successful clients that we have are in constant communication because they understand the skill set they're asking us to find is is, uh, not the purple squirrel, meaning if we go on a search and they ultimately decide they don't want to hire somebody, we can use these skill sets elsewhere. So it's not just a a specialty search for a one-off candidate that will never place somewhere ever again. So trying to articulate that to the client is always tough to us. In other words, it's, it's so productive when they tell us strategically what types of roles may be coming up so we can, can proactively go to the market and talk about a role um, and more time to, to find the right type of person versus, hey, this is a firefight. We need to fill this spot immediately. So I think there's a huge advantage of, of hiring companies in comparison to their competitors of being proactive with a, a staffing partner. So you're hitting those talents as talents before your competition does. Yep. So you'd be the first to know. Just we, I think we talked about it in a previous episode from a, a candidate point of view. The the benefit of working with a recruiter is you can get into a company or find out about opportunities before they're posted. Uh, but same the other way around. From a company point of view, you might find some great candidates, even though you don't have an opening right that moment. But you might find someone that you 
don't want to pass up because they're going to just be a great fit uh, for your organization. Yeah, you never know, right? Uh, I'm not a privy to what goes on in the boardroom, but if I meet a good, solid person with a technical skill set and a business acumen that I know will align to a particular company culture, I'm calling them. Yep. No matter uh, if we haven't not spoken a month or we just spoke yesterday, I'm going to call them no matter what and say, no, you don't have anything right now, but this is somebody, a top talent that I think you'd want to see. And 10 out of 10 times, they're saying, absolutely send it over and the conversation takes place. Now we'll come to, you know, an offer for employment. Um, a lot of time it does, but there's no guarantee, but there's no such thing as a bad discussion. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do is get a client and a candidate to talk and, and, and ultimately they'll, they'll decide from there whether this is the right opportunity or not. For the last question that I have for today, I'm just going to go back a little bit to uh, what we talked about at the beginning, uh, that when you're trying to find a new staffing company to work with, whether it's maybe you're replacing one that you didn't like or you're first time out trying to find a staffing company, uh, that not every staffing company is going to be a good fit for every type of organization. So what are some good questions that you think companies should ask uh, to make sure that they're finding a company that's a good fit? And then also maybe mention a little bit about impact. What what kind of companies are we a good fit for, do you think? Um, and what makes it a good fit for those particular organizations? I'd like to answer the last and say I think we're fit for everybody. So. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're obviously not. There's some things that we don't get involved with, you know, um, you know, from an impact business group standpoint, we're not in light industrial or skills trade. Um, no pool in that area. Clients call us all the time in that. And just we're upfront and honest, this, we're not the right, the right organization. We don't have depth in these areas to help you. You know, with that said, if I'm a client looking for a new, new, new uh, potential partner to, to provide resources, um, same thing as I said earlier, I want to know how long they've been in this market. I want to know how many types of people they have placed with a similar title in the past, whether it be the past six months or past 12 months, just so I get a breadth of their experience in, in finding that type of type of skill set. And then most importantly, the person I'm engaging with, how long have they been in the industry? How well connected are they? Because it's really what we're trying to do is leverage their connections and their network, if you will, to uncover people that are aren't on the job board or aren't going to respond to my, my postings. Uh, I want to find the people that are gainfully employed that, that would align here uh, from a technical and cultural standpoint, for sure. Okay. So any other last tips of things that companies should be thinking about, especially if maybe if they've never worked with a staffing company, what are maybe some things they're missing out? And uh, uh, again, any other red flags that you think people should be aware of so that they don't have that bad experience when working with a staffing company? Yeah, the red flags is, is don't be afraid to ask a question. <laughs> it doesn't matter um, if you deem it, that's kind of crazy, I don't know how to ask this, <laughs> ask it, right? You want to have the blinders off and clear vision going into to working with a new staffing group and uh, make sure they align, you know, to, uh, uh, to filling this role for us. Make sure that they come out and see you. If they're not asking to come out and see you and, and get, a, get a sense of the, the operation, it's difficult for them in return to represent your opportunity accurately to the external candidate market. I don't know how I can sell a client company and an opportunity if I've never been there. Uh, it's basically a crapshoot if we take that approach. So those are some of the things I would I would say are, are, are critical to dig in, critical to understand from a client standpoint when 
when they're looking to engage a staffing firm. Okay, perfect. So I think that is a good summary and wrap up of our conversation today. So if you uh, are listening out there and you have questions about working with a staffing company or things to consider, think about, feel free to visit our website at impactbusinessgroup.com. Hit the resource tab and podcast and we have a form right there. You can fill it out or email us at jobtalk at impactbusinessgroup.com and then you can find all of our podcasts on our website. We are also on various different platforms where you can listen to our podcast and subscribe to us. But we'd like to uh, hear from you, get your questions, get your comments, feedback, and we'll bring them, bring them up and answer any questions we get in a future podcast. And thanks for tuning in. And we are almost off for the weekend. All right. Everyone have a great weekend. Thanks, thank you, Mark. Thank you. Bye.